Welcome to the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. We're a podcast and community for modern moms in real estate that are building a legacy in business and raising a family. We talk all things real estate, marketing, mindset, business strategy, and support as real estate moms. My name is Brayden McKee, a Phoenix, Arizona real estate agent and boy mom of two. I love social media and digital marketing and specialize in relocation, new construction, and the move up buyer family. And I'm Alyssa Stalker, a realtor in Ventura County, California, a digital marketing coach and course creator, as well as mom of two under two. As business besties that have been through all the ups and downs together, we are bringing our entrepreneurial backgrounds and industry expertise to change the way a modern mama approaches real estate. Whether you're here for the support community or our practical tips for building a thriving business while balancing being a mama, we are rooting for your growth. Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. I'm your host, Brayden, and I'm here with Alyssa this morning. Hello. We are really excited because today we are kicking off our book club, our first book club ever. We are reading through Atomic Habits. And so we're going to be transparent. Neither one of us have done a book club before, so we don't have like an official structure necessarily. We could just kind of, we're reading it through the sections and we're going to kind of talk about what we took out of it and um, things that stood out, what we're learning and we'll just kind of roll with it. And I think what we should probably do, I'm guessing after we release this episode is like put out some questions or like um, a thread in the Facebook group so we can chat about it as a group. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys are definitely navigating this with us. We didn't really, we didn't really put too much planning into the book club series. I think really we wanted people to focus on just actually getting to the part of consuming the content and then having, you know, I think raw discussion sometimes is the best anyway. And so like we have it recapped on this together. Um, and interestingly, Brayden is reading the actual physical book and I am listening to it on Audible. So whatever works for you, or maybe it's a hybrid model. I mean, I actually, I do love physically opening a book, but I knew just some like time constraints I have right now. I felt that approaching it with Audible was going to be what was best for me. I've been able to listen to it like on the drive like to and from school drop off or like in between appointments, um, or like while I'm folding laundry. So for me, it was, it was good to do that. But in the future, I probably will do the opposite. I'll probably have a physical copy too. I think there's something, something to be said about both ways. And then, Mm -hmm. um, everybody, you know, takes in information differently and, 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 I don't know. Sometimes like when you're listening to it, like I'm pretty sure it's the author who's narrating it, James Clear. I think he's the one narrating the audible. So it's kind of, and I've had that before with like audiobooks. Um, It's read by the actual author. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear it like straight from their mouth and their voice, yeah. like in their, their perspective, like their words right. really do come alive, like in their real voice. But then sometimes it's really nice to like not have that background on a person and like right. get to kind of, formulate the the feeling behind what they're saying and like you kind of 
you internalize that in your own way. So it's kind of unique. So I would also love to hear from you guys, like which approach you're taking. So we'll probably over the next like week or so after this one releases, we'll probably have like a few different threads, like in the Facebook group, just to kind of get some different perspectives and kind of help people keep chugging along um, and being accountable. That uh, Speaking of, this book has been on my list like forever to read and I can't believe yeah. I haven't gotten to it. So I'm very glad to like finally get to it now. Yeah, same. And the funny thing is, is that like, I have had this on my list and I like started the forward I want to say like a year and a half ago or like the first, like his like background, his introduction into his story, which is so good. Um, you know, but I started that such a long time ago and then I just never got to reading it. And like, my thing is that I used to read so much and I've gotten so out of habit of reading actual books. And that's why I'm reading the physical book because I'm like a note taker. Like I like to like Mm -hmm. underline circle, like write little notes. And that's how I learn really, really well. And because of my own personal goals and like what I'm trying to do this year, um, I was like, I really want to read the physical book and like really just hold myself accountable to that and like take the notes and like really absorb the information. And it's so funny because I feel like this book is like exactly, and we're going to get into it, but like exactly like on track with like when we were talking about goal setting and our goal setting um, uh, episode, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh my gosh, like reading it. And I'm like, I feel like this may have been like what I'm missing. So I'm like, I'm really excited about it, but it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting because, you know, maybe if I read this a year and a half ago, maybe I wouldn't have been in the same place. Like, I mean, I wasn't in the same place, but like, maybe I wouldn't have, you know, been as receptive to the message or, I mean, who knows? It's just, it's interesting to see. So like what you need in the right time, like exactly. timing is everything of when you can actually like receive the information the right. way you need to. And yeah. I'm in the same exact spot. So I think that this is great. Um, and um, I have a lot more clarity in this area of like my life and business right now. And like, then I would have also like when I first yeah. came across this book to where I feel like I can really take it, apply it because I've kind of been on the other side of it. So it's, it's, it's really hitting with me too. Um, and I have a question for you actually, because you mentioned like you're a note taker. Do you take notes in the physical book? Because I like, as I'm listening, I open up like the notes app on my phone and I jot down like nuggets so that Mm -hmm. I can like things that really I want to remember or revisit. Um, so that's what I did. But I'm just curious, um, and I'm asking you this because when I note take, oftentimes I like, if I do it in like a notebook, I don't like actually go back and reread my notes. I'm terrible about that. So I was wondering, what is your strategy with that? Yeah. So I, um, it's funny. We actually kind of, I think talked about this a couple weeks ago, just you and I, but when I was in high school, I took a class where, um, it was like a an advanced literature class. And, um, my teacher had taught us this process of like learning as you're reading. And she like had us mark up our books like crazy. And it was 
so foreign to me. And I was like, oh, no, you can't do that. Like books need to stay like pretty and pristine. And, yeah. um, but throughout the process of that class, I actually learned that I would absorb the information so much better if I would jot down a little note or I would like yeah. circle or underline or highlight something. And so for me, if I have the physical book, I'm just going to mark it up in the book. Um, I yeah. mean, if it's not mine, I'm not going to do that, but yes, you know, if it was like, I was borrowing it from the library or borrowing it from a friend or something, I would just take a notebook and probably do it on the side. Um, my thing is that I take a lot of notes on my phone during things like podcasts and things like that. But if I don't actually like physically write something down or like, you know, like a very physical action, mm. it doesn't stick with me as much like you um, writing out the words like with the yes pen. yeah yeah See, I agree with that so like I do take notes all the time in my notes app like because yeah. I'm always on the go but yeah. I have like my iPad with the pencil like the Apple pencil and so I do my planner and like journaling like that and I I get that same feeling as actually yeah. writing it's totally yeah. it really is different for sure and it, and it, I think it depends too on your learning style. I mean, yes. there's, there's definitely different learning styles. And I think that's why it's interesting that we're both like, I'm reading the physical book and you're listening because there are different learning styles. There are people who are like, I'm very visual. And so I think that process of like seeing something and also like writing it and seeing it as I'm writing it, or as I'm like underlining it is what helps me versus like, trying to sometimes like when I'm like listening to something mm -hmm. especially a book like with podcasts it's not as much of an issue but I think that's just more because like a lot of times they're more conversational but with like a book when you're trying to learn something I have a hard time like sometimes like visualizing things when I'm listening to a book mm -hmm. so even though I'll listen to it and I I will get something out of it sometimes I wonder if I went and like read this book after I listened to the audible version like would I get a little bit more kind of like certain things would stick because I would like yeah. see the actual words like on yeah. the page so mm -hmm. I know there's different learning styles I don't know if that's the right uh, yeah whatever it's called but there's different learning styles like you know visual um being able to hear things being able to you know write do it, do it mm -hmm. yeah write things down um and so I think it you know that can kind of play into it as well but I think if you're just trying to like to even get started it doesn't really matter like however you read it or just get the material <laughs> yeah just get the material first yeah. you know and just kind of I think just kind of starting is yeah is good and hopefully if you're listening to this you've seen the messages that you know in our group and on social media that we're doing this series so hopefully you're you're caught up with us and ready to like recap the takeaways but if not it is totally not too late. Like if you're just discovering the podcast for the first time today, um, or even if this is way off months after you're listening to this months after we release this recording, like, yeah, still take the time to, to hop in with us. Um, because I think that this is, this is going to be a really powerful series. I'm, I'm very excited about it. There's a yeah. lot of a buzz and talk in the community. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for this and to be able to share the, just share it as a community and like lean on each other through it. Um, yeah. I think it helps with accountability, um, to like finish it and like keep, yeah. keep going, but also implementation and just kind of like understanding, like, like 
you know, if anybody has, you know, a certain way that they implement something that they can share and, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, that said, let's um, dive into some of the takeaways from the beginning of the book. So we went through like the first section, this will be covering the fundamentals, why tiny changes make a big difference. Um, So it's the first three chapters, if you're following along. Yeah. I think that I was like so surprised reading this, how much there was to take away so Mm -hmm. quick into the book. Like I was like one page in and I was like, oh, dang, that's good. Highlighting everything. Yeah. (laughs) I have a a full page of, of notes. And mostly what I did was just like, kind of write down, you know, verbatim, like what I heard, like the nuggets. Yeah. Like, I didn't really journal on anything. That might be yeah. a good thing to do. After, yeah. Maybe after this podcast, take some time to journal through all the information. Um, right. We're just making this up as we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did just kind of take direct notes from yes. the book um, that, that, just resonated with me. Yeah. That I and I pretty much there. just underlined or highlighted and circled. And then if I had anything to like, say, I just put like a note next to it or just like a little, a little comment. So I yeah. think, you know, we're not like reinventing like the concepts of this book. We're pretty much no. just saying, okay, here were our takeaways. Here's what we thought yes. was good. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what we took away from it, you know, during the process of, of going through the material. Um, and we'll just, we'll just talk about it. So I want to know for what was the first thing that captured you? And then I'll tell you mine. <laughs> so the first thing that captured me was, I mean, it was only a partial sentence, but he was talking about improving it by 1%. You'll get a significant increase when you put them all together. Shut up. That's what I put. One, oh my gosh. <laughs> one, my first thing was 1% better for every day each year. You'll end up being 37% better. Okay. That year. blew my mind because- totally. And then he talked about also in the reverse, like if you get 1% worse and I was thinking about certain habits of mine Mm -hmm. and I want to, I'm just going to give a little bit of just a real quick background. Like I grew up in a very structured, disciplined, like habits and routine based households. And I really felt like that limited me. And so during college, I let certain kind of habits slide. And then after graduating college, I mean, I still was like very, I would say like successful, like academically during college, but after college, I really, really let a lot of things kind of start sliding and not putting an importance on like habits and routines and stuff. And so when I was reading that section, I got this kind of like, you know, like that feeling in the pit of your stomach when you're like, uh oh, like, yeah. <laughs> because I realized that those, like, I was probably, and I know, like, moving in the wrong direction in certain habits and routines. Yeah. Um, but it's like reading it and like the percentages was like, oh, that's right. not, that's not great. Like, if you're moving in the wrong direction, if I was moving in the right direction, it'd be great. If I, totally. but you know, I was like, oh. I actually don't think I have been because I'm like, oh, freedom. Like nobody's telling me what to do anymore. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) No, no, for sure. I was like, I was, I was feeling the exact same way. I didn't really, I would say my, my family had some structure, but 
Um, like my parents are like, they're very organized. They're very clean. Um, my dad is really routine based. Yeah. My mom is not necessarily when growing up, she is now, but not necessarily like routine based, but I would say like, she's very focused. Um, right. You know, I think I'm someone who has always been chasing the right routine. <laughs> like, I know right. I need a structure. I know I need like a framework. Um, but I'm like always reinventing like what that looks like. Yeah. And I've been doing that for a long time. And I, that yeah. is usually where I don't lack ambition, like ambition or, um, like I, I could totally do the work. Like I'm not afraid yeah. to do the work but, mm -hmm. and I'm focused on the goal, but it's like, I lose focus and get distracted very easily yeah. on what the process looks like. And so when it gets to the next part that we'll talk about in a little bit, that really hit with me, yeah. but, but I yeah. really love this idea of like the compound interest of self-improvement mm -hmm. and like, you really can see the value of the good habits and the cost yeah. of the bad ones over time. Yeah. Um, and that, that really hit with me. Um, and like this other sentence, slow pace of transformation helps bad habits slide. And some things that were like really coming up for me were like health related. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, me too. And like, I've, and I know you have a nutrition background and yeah. I don't, but I've always been a health conscious person. Like yeah. in high school, I was reading like nutrition books and <laughs> trying to like make smoothies and, so you know, funny. go to yeah. the gym. Um, yeah. I did cheerleading for a little while, but when I was, I wasn't really an athlete. That was like, yeah. oddly, like organized sport, I guess you could say yeah. that I did. Um, but I, it, when I stopped doing that, I was going to the gym, like with my yeah. friends, like we went regularly and, you know, what you call a workout back then debatable, but you know, I didn't like, I didn't love like the hardcore stuff. Um, and actually I did even have a trainer for a moment in high school. So I really placed, yeah. I placed a lot of value on, um, health always. Yeah. And, um, and that probably stems a little bit from childhood without opening like this giant can of worms. But I, yeah. I used to be, um, like self-conscious about my weight as a kid. Right. Um, yeah. I did ballet and I just kind of like, was this yeah. like short kind of like, I, I would look at myself now. Like if I were talking to myself, like a daughter, I would say, you're just, you know, a cute fluffy little girl, you know what I mean? But for me, I took that, um, you know, I, it was something that stuck with me. And so I think also, I really like, I never wanted to be unhealthy. Like as long as I was healthy, it's okay. And so I, that's probably why, but anyway, um, totally going off track with that. But, um, so I just kept kind of thinking of, you know, slow pace of transformation helps bad habits slide. It's like when you first get started, like getting in the gym, um, or you start eating healthy, like if you don't, if you don't start seeing some sort of results, it can help, like it can derail you from continuing to progress. Like you're like, oh, this isn't even working. Why am I doing that? Okay. I'm just going to like go get a cheeseburger um, or I'm going to skip today. It's okay. Like you, you rationalize in your mind, like you how you can get yourself out of 
whatever it is you're doing because you're not seeing the worth of it yet. Um, so that kept coming up for me. Um, but if you were to look back and say, wow, if I had been in the gym, you know, 300 days last year, just even went on a walk, let's start with something really, you know, small or yeah. simple. If I had just gone on a walk, 300 days out of the 365 or half of that time, even 200 some days, like imagine how you would feel now than yeah. not doing that. And so that's yeah. something that, that really connected with me, um, you know, as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really kind of took that to that. Um, the other thing it, it kind of like connects with me too is drinking. Like I, love wine. Um, right. And I also love cocktails. Like I used to be in, you know, the bar industry. So right. I like, I have a background in that and a passion for it. And I made wine. Like I, I, you know, have a liking to alcohol, but, um, I can, I can catch myself stacking that like, Oh, it's just a glass of wine while you cook. And then it's like, right. Ooh, I really liked that. So I'm making more meals at home right now. So I'm stacking more glasses. And not only does it like affect your health and like, you know, your cognitive responses and like how your energy level, but then it's like, that starts affecting, you know, how much money you're spending. And like it, mm -hmm. it these little things that stack, that's like, the bad habit that, you know, slowly, slowly stacks. Um, right. And I think um, that's something that came up for me too. I've been doing not like dry January because I started after my birthday, which was in January, but like I've been not drinking at all. And I feel yeah. like so good. So like when you yeah. talk about that slow pace of transformation, I probably didn't feel anything for a week. In fact, like I was probably like a little extra stressed. It was like, I can use a glass of wine tonight. But then once I got through yeah. that and on the other side of it, I feel so good. And I'm like, so yeah. glad. So if that's kind of like, because of the things I'm dealing with right now and like my, my, past, right. that's what came up for me in that area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I think the same, I was thinking a lot about my health, especially like you know, I, before I was, before I got into real estate, I was a personal trainer and like health coach for women. And, um, I really got consumed with like reaching my real estate goals and like trying to get my business rolling and like trying to figure out this whole new industry and mm -hmm. like really just put my health on a back burner. And then I got married and I had kids, like two kids mm -hmm. in, you know, two years apart. And so, um, you know, being pregnant and postpartum and breastfeeding and having two toddlers. And I just like, I was thinking the same thing. And I read the, the compound effect last year while I listened to it on audible, which oh. goes really well along with this chapter of this book. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just, it's, um, it's a lot, you know, to kind of take in and be like, okay, well, this is just an honest reflection of like where I'm at right now in my life and yeah. that's okay but like also if I change if I start changing things now I at least I know like what the results can be with going through this yeah and there's there's like a lot of body changes like navigating motherhood like it's so strange like I I don't even recognize myself. Like after I've had both of my kids, like I've looked yeah. at pictures and I'm like, 
that just doesn't even look like me. And not just like, like weight wise. It's like, it's like, you, I don't know. I don't know if that happened to you, but I, I feel like it just kind of changed my, um, like my physiology, like a lot. And so yeah. it's, it's a lot of change emotionally, mentally, and physically. And yeah. I always have been like looked up to and, and commend the moms who've like been able to like keep up with their like health routine through that. I, yeah. I did like light workouts and movement, but as far as like what I took into my body, that was really hard for me to do. While I was pregnant. Cause like, if you're sick and like, you can only st- stomach chicken nuggets, like, you know, yeah. it's really, really hard. Um, yeah. for a lot of people. And so I understand the, you know, someone listening to this may be feeling like that too, but yeah. um, I also, that said, I think that it's important to like approach this in seasons or like mm-hmm. when you're compounding habits, like starting simple, like you don't, you know, and the next part kind of talks a little bit differently about that, but, but, um, just for somebody like looking to get started, I mean, you know, if you are pregnant or you just had a baby or something like that, like just going yeah. on a walk, like just one yeah. thing, like imagine like that one behavior that compounds and stacks over time, what that would do. Oh yeah. If you can't do all the things you want to do. Um, because I do, I do think like in that, especially that particular season of life, you, you are in, um, survival mode. And so if yeah. you can just do a few things to survive and thrive, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I actually think that unfortunately, just like with the, like how much is going on in your mind and your body, like, and your hormones and everything, like yes. that's kind of why I think it's so hard too. And if you're like not in a routine or like you don't have certain things in place or like your routine is altered because, you know, you're going through this huge change. Like that's, I think just why it makes it so hard to like stick to things and that's, you know, okay. But yeah, something simple, you know, I, which, you know, we'll kind of get to, and I think as we go through this, this book series, like maybe able to give you a good sense of direction, but you know, that's really important to note is like, just to give yourself grace because like literally so much like has changed. I even feel like my personality has changed since I became a mom. Like, and it's like, so you're going through this whole transformation. There's certain things that are good, obviously with that. And there's also certain things that are hard. Like when our hormones change and they are changing, they're flip-flopping back and forth, you know, yeah, and things like that. And it's like, it affects so much. So giving yourself grace and not, you know, thinking we're, we're being like, okay, like you just need to like, you know, become this super disciplined, crazy, you know, perfect person, like hear us when we're saying like, not at all. Cause I mean, we're definitely, we have our own things, you know, too. And yeah, but yeah. I think it's really hard to like create predictability and structure when you're in a phase of life that's so unpredictable. Like when your kids yeah. are that little, they're unpredictable little beings. Like you don't know yeah. what you're going to get. And like, I'm just now like that my kids are three and four. They're starting just now to become more predictable. Yeah. And we have a little, like, I tried to keep structure. Like, you know, you have structure, like in like your sleep schedule, feeding, like, yeah, you know, playtime, nap time, that kind of thing. But um, whether or not it's going to happen is a whole other thing where right. like, now it's a little bit easier with my kids. Like, okay, here's what we're doing right now. And they're like, right. okay, yeah, this is what yeah. we're doing right now. So it, and you know, during all of that, I think it's pretty normal to like 
kind of lose your own identity for a while while you're, you're, you know, bringing life into the world and, and getting your footing and they're getting their footing and, you know, you get your groove. And like, I feel like just in probably the last year I've started kind of reassuming my own identity again. Um, and I, that's probably why I've gone through, um, you know, a lot of ups and downs, emotional changes and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, Just kind of like re shifting kind of like, oh yeah, like, you know, I can do this now again, or, you know, I can focus in this way again. It's like, it opens up a whole different world as your, your kids grow um, or they go to school or, or whatever. So, um, or they become more independent. Like it just changes things. Um, so something else that I, I wrote down, um, getting into the next part where it was like how you're trapped in a thought loop, um, Mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, what you're telling yourself about your habits or or your results and your transformation and you, you get what you repeat, um, that being thought trapped in a thought loop is, was hit with me. Cause I do feel like I, I tend to do that. Um, my brain will just go off on tangents. It will also talk me out of things or convince yeah. me of things. And so that kind of hit, but, but what I really loved about getting into the next part where it was like, this is, this is the part that really hit home for me where it was like, it's not about goals. It's about systems. Yes. And if you ignored your goal and only focused on systems, would you get results? Did you write that down or did you? Um, I think I, I might've skipped ahead a little bit, but I mean, I definitely There's like, so I, much to say. yes. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> I'm trying I mean, to move honestly, it along. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going through, I definitely like this whole section was like very eye opening because he's talking about your, your habits and identity, like yeah. Uh, shaping each other, like yes. how, you know, that's the and part right after the goal, the systems. Yeah. Yeah. And the it's system. like really, really interesting because if you like, you think it's supposed to be one way, right? Like when you're yeah. trying to get something done, you think it's supposed to be, you know, all about the goal, all about the goal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wait, I've always thought it's about the goal. Like yeah. I've always thought it's about the goal. Yeah. And Oh, when he's talking about that, I was like, hmm, interesting. I never thought about it this way. And like, maybe that's just like the little tweak that I need to make to kind of change things. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so very interesting. I think, I don't know if I wrote down or highlighted that exact one, but multiple parts in here. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. I want to expand on that a little bit because it, I also wrote down um, solving problems on the systems level. So changing the systems actually affects the results. And so right. this was something that really hit with me because I I can be really good at goal setting. Um, and when I set a goal, I typically have the belief in my mind, like I can believe in myself that I can achieve that. But what actually yeah. ends up derailing my belief throughout the process and like changing my mindset is when I'm in the systems part, like I hit a roadblock and that doesn't work. And then all of a sudden I 
question everything about the goal itself. Whereas like, if you just looked at it on, you know, a more micro level of, you know, you've got macro with the goal, but if you got micro on the system and realize like, we're just in a system right now, I just need to tweak the system that doesn't change the fact that I, I believe I can achieve this or that I have this goal. Yeah. It's just one step of the process. And all you have to do is modify the step. Um, that I thought was really powerful, um, because it's exactly what I'm working on right now is like the systems of my life, the systems of my schedule. And I have seen just in this short month or short time so far in the year, it's really made a huge impact yeah. on my overall well-being, like mental clarity, feeling um more accomplished in yeah. the day, like just really focusing on these systems and dialing yeah. down. Um, and I'm not just talking about like systems and processes, like in business, like here's my, you know, standard operating procedures for, yeah. you know, contract to close. Like, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about like how I systemize my, mostly like my schedule, what yeah. I will give my time to, what I will not yeah. give my time to, um, having a consistent routine or framework for one because I also realized um I don't I'm not someone who actually wants to do the exact same thing the exact same way every day but I need to do something within that realm to accomplish that to fulfill that need um so just like mostly stuff like that um and like not overpacking my schedule has allowed me to actually accomplish more um, and feel better about it so systems are, are something that I'm really focused on. Um, but then getting into the other part that you were just talking about shifting your beliefs to become the identity of who you want to be. Yeah. Let's unpack that a little bit. So that was so interesting. Also, I just want to mention in that was, I found what you were talking about. That was at the end of chapter one. And there's some mindset stuff that he goes through that I think is really, really critical. If you're looking at like, this whole thing and you're, you know, trying to change your life, reach a goal, anything. If you're somebody who reaches a goal and then immediately you have to set a new goal because you're, you can't like be happy in that moment. I think it'd be really good to go back and like read that whole mindset thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I thought that was really powerful, but he kind of, he goes in and like expands on this whole thing about, um, you know, there's three layers of your behavior change and the outside layers, the outcomes, the inside layer, the next inside layer is processes. And then the, like the core is identity. Mm. And he talks about how a lot of times we go like outside in and then now, and then he's like kind of shifting it to say, okay, but what if it's really coming from the inside and it just, that goes out and because of who you are, that's what allows you to change. And so he talks yeah. about basically like somebody saying, so let's say you're, you've told yourself, I'm going to give myself a really good example. I have told myself for probably like my whole life <laughs> that I, I told myself I'm not a morning person. And so my belief is that I'm not a morning person. I hate mornings. And you I know, know there's certain about things. You. Yes, there's certain things, you know, about that that are true. Like, um, you know, I get a huge like 
jump in like creativity and energy like in the late evenings which is probably actually a health issue more than anything but regardless like I have repeated these things to myself that I'm not a morning person and because of that I haven't taken the steps to like you know, implement habits that would help me to be a better morning person, you know, because I'm like, I have this belief about myself rather than being like, what would a morning person do right now? Like Mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, up late, let's say I'm scrolling Instagram, you know, and it's like Mm -hmm. 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, what would, what would a morning person do right now? Like taking on the identity of like what you want to, to become like, and like, who, what does that look like? Who are you in if you've reached that goal, you've reached that outcome, like who, what is the identity and kind of becoming that person. And by becoming that person, you obviously have to implement the habits Mm -hmm. and it's not like an overnight thing, but I thought that was really, really interesting. Just looking at it from, from that sense. And I, you know, a couple years ago, I had gone to this class from a brokerage here that's local and they do a lot of mindset stuff, which is actually really, really cool to see that. Um, and they had done this whole thing about like, um, like be, do have, like, first you have to be the person that you want to be. Then you do the things that that person would do and then you have the things or have the results the outcome Mm. that that person has because it has to come from like who you are and like what you believe about yourself and so I think it's really interesting because he really talks about this idea of like our identity and who we are and who we believe we are like reinforcing the habits and the routines that we have in place and you know are we are we reinforcing a, a good identity, a strong identity, like a healthy yeah. identity, identity, or are we reinforcing, you know, um, maybe the opposite, you know, I know I for sure have many areas where I reinforce the opposite identity, identity of what, like, who I want to be and like what I want to become all the time. Like, yeah, it's those, those thoughts that play into play into it so much more than, you know, probably that I would want in an, in an ideal world. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's true. And I think it's easy to say like, oh, I want that. I want that. goal. I want that outcome. I want that outcome. Um, but there, we talked about it before on this podcast, there's really no such thing as like an overnight success. Um, and people you think became successful overnight, you didn't see all the work that they did. Um, you just didn't. And so I think, some of the some of the stuff that I took away um, that I thought was really powerful. What you do is an indication of the type of person you believe you are. Becoming the best version of yourself requires upgrading your beliefs, and um, I think it's easy to say, like, you know, oh yeah, I really want to be this ultra successful real estate agent. I want to like you know, be a luxury agent, or I want to sell, you know, this amount of homes, or I really want to be, I see this person where it looks like they have a part-time business and they're doing, you know, 20 million a year. Like I want that. And like, yeah, but that person didn't, um, didn't do that overnight. I have a, I have a great example. My friend, Jessica, um, she's in our community and, um, she's also, I'm partnered with her in my, um, brokerage. She is 
the queen of events. And we actually talked about this in one of our training meetings. She is so good at events. And this past uh, holiday season, they had like a, a big parade in their town. And she had literally the cutest parade float I've ever seen for her business. Like there was like a little house and she's sitting on it. It was just the cutest thing. Um, and, you know, we were talking about it in the training where it was like, everybody wants to be like, how do I get the, how do I get the, the float in the parade? Like the really cute float in the parade. But she didn't just say like, she didn't wake up one day and was like, oh, I'm going to put a, a float in a parade and that's just going to change my business. Like she built, she built the business. And first she started with um, just small events in her community consistently. And then those events grew and her business grew as a result of those events. Um, and then, then after her like neighborhood events, she got out further into the community and they became local events. And then she became more known. And then then that that float in the parade became relevant. So you can't like it it is compounding, but I think you you also have to like say, okay, yes, I want the float and the parade, but what would I do today to get there? Like who is yeah. the person I need to show up as? What behaviors do I need to do? So whatever that goal is for you, that's what yeah. we're talking about here. Like so you have this goal, which turns into a belief and you have to have that belief to become that identity. And it's something I've been doing a lot lately because I, I heard this practice on another podcast and I can't remember which one it is, or I would cite the source. Um, but basically it was talking about, um, dreaming up who you want to be writing a letter to yourself, creating a vision board. These are all things that I did at the beginning of the year. Like what's on my vision board, who is this person who's enjoying this vision? And I wrote a letter to myself yeah. of like who I am at this point in my life. And sometimes, and this is, I like, this is every area of life. This is a letter to myself about where I'm at my marriage, my motherhood, my business, my home life, like everything, like what, what, you know, what, do, who, what am I wearing? Who am I around? Like, what am I doing? Like, it was very yeah. specific. And and the reason this habit or this practice I think is important is because it it really helped me visualize what that looks like to be that. And then um, on like a, on a very specific level, but then throughout the day, like I'm getting frustrated in the moment, like with something happening with my kids or uh, someone says something that rubs me the wrong way in my business. And I could, I get to choose how I'm going to handle it. I have the choice and I literally have been asking myself constantly since I did this at the beginning of the year, what, what would she do? How do, That's good. how would, how would that version of me respond to this moment? Yeah. How would the best mom that I wrote down, like that I want to be like the type of mom I want to be, how would she show up right now? How would she yeah. respond to her kids? Even though she's so frustrated and so tired, like what would she do? Um, and so that's something that I've been doing. And I want to also add on to that. The next part that I wrote down was that um, every action you take is a vote for the person you want to become. You yep. don't win an election unanimously. You win by majority. So make a majority of good decisions and actions. So it's 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 also saying like, you're not going to be perfect 100% yeah. of the time it's giving you the space to just say most of the time 
I'm going to make this decision. Most of the time I'm going yeah. to act as this identity because we all are, we're human. We have, we have margin for error and, yeah. you know, mistakes. So just knowing that, um, that you have that window too of, you know, that, you know, you just need the majority. Yeah. Um, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to fall off track. It doesn't mean like that gives you permission to like not throw in the towel. Right. When you have because a we're human. We're, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen like no matter what, like we're going to have, you know, yeah. bad moments in each day. Um, It's going to, there's going to be, you know, some days in the week and you know, so on. Like, it's just, that's just how it is. Like we're human. Yeah. And I think to not accept, you know, not expect perfection from yourself being human and like giving yourself grace is like super important, but just knowing like what it is that you're like moving towards. Um, one thing that I think is really interesting is he talks briefly about, you know, we're like embodying this person that we want to become. Right. Mm -hmm. But we're also currently embodying a set of like learned behaviors and beliefs about ourselves that are either some of them are conscious and some of them are non-conscious and like yes. they're learned behaviors and identities that we've taken on since we were children. And like, I'm not, a, I'm not a therapist, so <laughs> I'm not going to like go too far into this because I don't want to say something that's like super wrong, but like, uh, I think he talked having to unlearn certain parts of yourself or like mm. unlearn behaviors that are based in false identities that we've created about ourselves because of whatever experiences that stem back from probably before we even realized like that we were believing certain things. And so I think in this process, there's probably a good amount of like really deep, like inner work that we have to do to identify certain things. And for you, you know, that may mean that you need to go see like a counselor or a therapist or something to work through mm. some of those things. Because I think sometimes on our own, it's a little bit harder to, if we have like, you know, major identity beliefs that are like holding us back yeah, um, to sometimes unpack those all by yourself or unpack yeah. them like in a, a healthy way that's going to bring yeah. up about, you know, the change and, um, the process of like, you know, growing and maybe, you know, deciding you're not going to believe those certain beliefs about you or healing certain parts of yourself that, um, you know, yeah. may need to be healed so that you can move forward and you don't yeah. have to have these things limiting you. I know, um, I've been talking with my husband about going to therapy. I've never gone, but I've been talking, you know, with my husband about, you know, like I may want to start to go just for certain things because I have some mindset stuff that is just seems like I can't work through it on my own anymore. Like there's just certain things that I just feel like kind of like a block yeah. with that. I think maybe if I could find a counselor or therapist that I really like um, that, you know, aligns with certain, you know, beliefs like my faith and things like that, that I can yeah. maybe um, get some help working through some of these things that are yeah. kind of in my head, but I can't seem to kind of like work through them fully completely mm -hmm. on my own. Um, and I think that's just, that's important to note because he's like, okay, well, like, it's not just about like believing it. You may have to also unlearn certain beliefs and you may or may not know that you even have some yeah. beliefs about yourself. Like mm -hmm. if they're, if they're the conscious ones that he's talking about where you're just believing them, but you're not even like choosing. You just do, or you have believed them for, uh, you know, 
years and years. I mean, if we're all adults, like there could be, these could be like long-standing beliefs that we don't even know that could yeah. be, you know, kind of in the background playing around in our head. And so I think that's, that's important too. If, you know, if you need to do some unlearning that, you know, yeah. probably kind of hard process to work through yeah. sometimes, but I'm sure worth it if they're, if they're holding you back and you need, you need to move forward. Yeah. I think that's super important work. Um, and, and super important to point out because you may be like opening up this book thinking like, Oh, I'm going to establish some, some habits for my business. Yeah, You correlate like <laughs> success with your business, but there's a lot of personal, you know, underlying things that, that can either hinder you or propel you. Um, in the direction you want to go. And so I think it's yeah. really important to understand that about yourself. And like um, the last part of this was like, um, who is the type of person that can get the outcome I want, determine the outcome and work backward to who the person is who can achieve this. And that's kind of like, if you think about it, what I was just saying, like you pick up this book because you're like, okay, I know this is like a, like a business improvement book. I mean, it's not just about business, like, you know, athletes can read it and, you know, it's, it's a develop self-development book, but in general, but a lot of people in our industry talk about this book and read it um, so much so that James Clare is actually speaking at a conference, like within my organization in San Diego, like next month. And so I'm trying to figure out how I can go to that. (laughs) um, That's really cool. If I can squeeze it in, but like he's that, this book is that influential in real estate, even though it's not a real estate book, but I think this is important because it's like you pick up this book and you're like, I'm doing this because I want to be more successful in my business. But then through that, you realize you really do have to work backward, um, you know, to figure out all those layers um, to the identity part of it. And so um, if, if that is surprising to you, or it's not necessarily what you thought you signed up for, (laughs) it's deep, it's deep stuff. It is, but I think it's necessary. Uh, And I think that these are, these are just parts of like, that you don't see of people or the work that they do. um, Yeah as they're, as they're reaching a certain level, like you just don't yeah. see this stuff happening. But I think on some level, everybody, you know, yeah, does this, that's reaching a, a point of success or growth. Um, you just don't, you don't see it. Um, yeah. hear about it. And, um, the very last thing at the very end of the third chapter that I loved, um, was habits don't restrict freedom. It creates yeah. it. Yeah, that was good for me because I have gone through the the roller coaster of like over scheduling myself to where I feel like I'm going crazy. But I'm like, if I fall off my schedule, it's like horrible. And then I'm also just kind of like, I need flexibility. Like I'm a little bit more, more free. Like I want to be able to do what I want to do. I didn't sign up for this um, job to create more freedom to not have freedom. (laughs) Right. Right. So much structure. But, um, that was really a relief to hear because it's true. Like once you like, once you systemize things too, it opens up more room for you. Um, and it creates, you know, it actually does create more freedom. Um, you got to do the work initially. So totally. Yeah. I think that that's good because that also is like, that was important for me to hear as well, because I, um, like I said, like growing up, like I felt like 
being so structured and like disciplined and in routine and habits, like really restricted my freedom. But I'm realizing as an adult, by not having systems and habits and routine in place that I actually have created like chaos in my life. Thankfully, like my parents did um, bring me up in a way that like I could learn that, but I now have to go like relearn, you know, how to like put, how to like implement this into my life, into my you know, my career, my family, um, and in a way that like works for me, but it's just yeah. very, very interesting. So, um, that was good. That was good for me to hear, um, as well or to read. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I really just appreciated the first section of this so much yeah. already. Um, I hope that like, if you guys have, have already dug into it, you're feeling the same and, you know, these conversations have opened up more, more questions for you or, um, just spark more thought. Um, the next section that we're going to cover is the, the first law, make it obvious. Mm-hmm. We'll do that as the next section. Um, are we going to do more? These are broken up into three. There's three. Oh, I know. No, there's no. so there's four, four laws. chapters there's in four laws. Yeah, we can, we might let's talk about it. Yeah, we may want to group the two first two laws. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to us right now. We're just too much. We're just publicly planning. Don't (laughs) (laughs) worry. We'll we'll let you guys know. Like we'll let you guys know in like the group or um, but we'll probably take a couple of weeks uh to do more reading and then to record another episode. So So we're not gonna have a little bit of time at least. Yeah, we're not going to be going through this like every single week. We'll probably, you know, in the yeah. next couple weeks, do another recap of what we read. And it gives you a chance to catch up. And all the more reason, if you yeah. are not already in our Facebook community, look for the link in the show notes to join us. We post updates there, um, have some amazing conversations and connection with other women in our community. And we would love to welcome you if you are not already a member. Um, So be sure to connect with us there and join the group so that you can um, stay on track with us during this book club series and get oh so much more out of it. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. If you've been enjoying the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast, it would mean so much to us if you would leave us a review on how this podcast has impacted your listening today. Whether you heard us on Apple or Spotify, your review helps other moms in real estate discover this podcast. Mm-hmm.